The Solo Shot is a two-player Star Wars Force and Destiny game featuring Angela and Billy. In this episode, Castian has been sent to a Trandoshan mining facility by the Empire to stop a slave rebellion. Inquisitor Saya continues his service to the Empire by searching for the mine's data core, missing slavers, and renegade slaves. Now what we're going to do is the more cinematic combat rules where, Billy, you're going to make a roll, I'm going to make a roll, and from the results of those, we're just going to kind of narrate how a couple of, of auto turret fights go. So what did you roll, Billy? One success, two advantages. The camera just kind of pulls back. It's not quite a montage, but we're not getting into the nitty gritty of every single fight that you're having with these turrets. And it is a tough fight with some of these turrets because you're fighting a couple of those those small ones, those minion-like ones that have really light blasters that barely singe your collar. And then there are a couple that get in a couple of good hits. You go through two, three, four corridors as you're fighting these these turrets bone is traveling along behind you totally useless and you're getting tired so through all of this you're going to be taking seven strain and one wound one was able to get you really well as we come back to you bone gives you a couple of beeps and on the other side of this last locked door he says his map says this is where the central terminal is where the memory core would be security offices but he's not actually able, his sensors are not able to actually penetrate the door, so he can't tell you what's actually waiting for you on the other side. As long as it's not wild space. Come on. According <sighs> to the map, it shouldn't be. I'm marching towards the door, saying that the turrets are sparking behind me dead. Yes. And I'm going to just do what I've done the last couple. I'm going to stab through the door. Because I want to make them afraid. That's what I want. These slaves need to be scared. Half the door just falls inward. You have finally reached the central core of this mining facility. In this area, you know that you have an overseer's office. There should be medical facilities. There should be barracks, essentially, for the people that work here, you know, from the, the mining facility. And certainly this is where security protocols would be enforced. And hopefully this is also where your central memory core is waiting. And as you walk in, you can tell that you've been seen in other places around the, the mining facility that there were signs of struggle. There weren't any by that docking bay, but you've seen a couple places where there were errant blaster bolts, perhaps caused by these turrets. You're not sure, but there have been some signs of struggle. But in here, it's pristine. There's very little dust. There's no sign of blaster fire. And as you walk through, in fact, no auto turrets are coming down for you, which is a nice change after all of the hallways you fought your way through. Mm -hmm. And in fact, as you kind of look around a little bit, you see kind of elevated a little bit. Actually, it's built into the ceiling is a circular dome that hangs down and it's all glass. And you see eight Trandoshans in there. I roll my eyes. Just dismissively before taking a step towards the dome. Can you hear me up there? A couple of the, the Trandoshans crowd by the window. They squint and kind of lean forward. doesn't seem that they can. They heard something, but they can't make out what you're saying. I let out a sigh, and I'm going to try to find a way up to them. Mm -hmm. 
you see a very industrial sort of lift and it's not even built into anything. It's actually a piece of machinery that is almost like a forklift Mm -hmm. and you just stand on it and it lifts you up to the dome. I am going there then. The battery has been ripped out. (laughs) I lean back, let out a chuckle, then it's like, Bone, we need your energy source. Bone rolls up. And I'm going to do mechanics. All right. Give yourself one blue die for Bone's help. Since I'm sure Bone can't really do this himself. He could hook himself up, but then you would have to do a separate roll anyway to actually activate it. Because once he's hooked up, that's going to take all of his power, Mm. essentially. Two difficulty. Four successes, one threat. So you are able to hook Bone up. But the power level that it needs and the power level, the type of power, it's basically a alternating current versus direct current, and they don't quite match up. So Bone is going to take a little bit of strain to do this. Good. Some hair on his chest. But otherwise, yep, it, it works, and you are able to get the lift activated. So Bone has to remain down there, though. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm going up on the lift. The door to the dome is closed, and there are eight very angry Trandoshans on the other side who don't look terribly inclined to open that door. I look to see if there's any, like, speakers that I can try to talk with them through. There's, a like, a little intercom on the door. There's, like, a... This would be, like, a bell sort of thing. I lean against it. What do you want? I am from the Empire. We're here. We got your distress signal. It took you long enough. I'm sorry. We were just so... Dawn surprised that eight very tough Trandoshan could lose their mining facility to a Nautilin and a Twi'lek, and so far I've also seen a Zabrak, so kudos there. <laughs> what happened? They overwhelmed us. How many of you are still alive? Just us. <laughs> Your precious empire has been sending us too many. They realized they had the advantage of numbers. Well, I'm so sorry the Nodlins got the best of you. How many points did you lose from your scorekeeper? If humans weren't so greedy, we wouldn't have to keep accepting these extraneous imports. Oh, your profit margins blew up. You were excited about it. You just lost control. Open this door immediately. It's your funeral if we do. Are you going to attack an Imperial agent? I am here to bring order to this chaos. You will follow me and help me do that. You will also give me information of where the slaves are located so I can solve this problem for you. Is that clear, lizard? Give me a leadership roll. Difficulty two. I will upgrade one of those to a red. Well, okay, well, I got no successes, one triumph, and two advantage. You see that a couple of the Trandoshans in the back are, are jostling, and you hear from farther away from the intercom the, the hissing sound of their native language, and eventually the one in the front allows the door to open. Where are they located at? And the Trandoshan crosses this bubble that they are in. And takes you over to one of the computer terminals where you can see that because security is still active, while they no longer have control over the system, the video cameras are still in effect. 
Mm-hmm. So you're able to see a couple of grainy screens, all black and white. All of them are empty. You see a couple of corridors that look very familiar because there is a bunch of blaster bolts in the wall and there are disabled auto turrets hanging from the ceiling. So there's several empty corridors like that. But then you see in what is very obviously the mine. It's a fairly open area in the mine. And from your experience, that would tell you that it's probably the oldest part of the mine that has been completely mined out and opened up a little bit more. This is kind of where the slaves would be expected to gather at the start of every shift before, and that's where they're going to get their instructions. So that seems to be where the slaves have decided to congregate. And you see that the slaves are in there and they seem to be organizing themselves. They actually have stacked up several bodies of Trandoshans as well as slaves that did not survive the rebellion. They have a port that you know is traditionally used for expelling waste, and they are loading the Trandoshan bodies into that port, and you know that port would go directly into space, so they are spacing Trandoshan bodies, while the slaves are being actually covered with extra rock and seem to be memorialized in some way. Most of the slaves are aliens. There's at least a hundred visible, including you do see a very tall Nautilin, who you assume is the woman that you spoke to. But there are some humans among the crew. I wrinkle my nose at that. Humans, why are they here? We don't ask questions. Humans are... (laughs) I look towards them glowering. Humans are not to be slaves unless they're prisoners. Are they prisoners? Of course they are. I look back towards... So, like, what do the humans look like? How many humans are there? Maybe a dozen out of this 100 slaves that are visible. Some of them are older. Some of them are younger. There is one that catches your eye who is a girl. Maybe 13. I blink at that. I signal for the Trandoshan leader to come close. Why is there a child in there? The Trandoshan just... Kind of shrugs. I asked a question. Use your vocal cords if you have them, lizard. Why is there a 13-year-old girl in there? What did she do? Did she rob a bank? I told you. Your empire is the one that has sent us all of these workers. Bring up her file, then. They've erased them. I kind of glower at him. Pathetic. And I turn away. What did you say? I turn towards him. I am on my last nerve with you. You failed to keep order. Chaos has reigned supreme, and now the Empire has lost profit because of your arrogance and your weakness. Roll me cool. One success, one triumph, and one Advantage. All right. The triumph is what puts you over the top because you got a success and an advantage. Cool. Uh, the, so the Trandoshan just kind of lunges at you. What do you do? I'm going to dodge whatever he's going to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to with dodge. A, and also with a triumph, I'm going to let that just happen. Yeah. I just take a step back and kind of nudge his shoulder, kind of pushing him into the terminal and then turn back towards him. <laughs> Gentlemen, you're in luck today because you actually have me on your side. You will pick up your weapons, we will give them a chance to surrender, and if they refuse, we will take them out 
using stun. Your weapons do stun, yes? Yes. Good. If anyone is killed, that comes out of your profits. These people are the property of the Empire, and I will not have them be thrown away because you couldn't take control. If the Empire cares so much, why are they sent here in the first place? Because they have a job to do, like we do. Pick up your guns. Activate this communication. I'm going to communicate with the leader one last time. He activates communications. Before I contact her, did Laris give me any information on her? Oh, yes. Actually, she did. Laris gave you some information on her. She is a rebel sympathizer. You think that she works within rebel intelligence, but nobody has been able to pin down her associates, what names she might operate under, but she's definitely well-respected within rebel circles. She's in her early 30s and has been part of the rebellion for her entire life. Any family? She has a grandmother. Alive? Yes, her grandmother is her only living relative. What's her Nana's name? Jessa Tand. Ganiri Tand? Oh, I see you found your way to the central core. It's not the only thing we found, but I figured we can talk like civilized individuals. Do you want to do it in person? I think this is fine. I agree, then. I'm giving you a chance to surrender. One last time. There's no need to bring this to violence. I see what you're doing. You're spacing the Trandoshan filth. Understandable. And you're burying your own, which means you actually care about these things. I get that. This is this was a win. You proved something. If you surrender now, I will ask the Empire to increase your ration intake. And why should I believe you? My word is my bond. And you see on the video display that the all activity has come to a, a halt, and the Nautilin woman that you'd seen earlier has stepped kind of into the center of the area, and she's very obvious. She knows where the cameras are, mm. so she's looking directly in the the camera. She's a very striking woman, even in the rags that the slaves wear, and she's obviously very proud and very stubborn. Things that don't usually last very long in slaves. I see no reason to give up the position that I am in. Absolutely. I understand. However, you do realize that when you are killed, we're going to have to replace you. And the only person I think would be fair is your grandmother, Jessa. How long do you think she will last doing the job that you were supposed to do? Give me a coercion check, please. And this is going to be versus two red. One success, two advantages. She narrows her eyes. Got your attention, didn't I? You're bluffing. Well, I hope you've said goodbye to Nana, then. She will be thinking of you with every rock her poor little back will need to carry. Because you were so stubborn to remain in their position of temporary power. Face me like a man, Agent. I thought this was what you wanted. This was fine, as you said, to speak over communication. Tell me, the girl to your left, what is her crime? I'm looking towards the 13-year-old that I just spot. Why should I give you any other information? Because it is an imperial rule that humans are not allowed to serve as slave fodder along with the rest of you creatures unless they committed a crime. 
Now, if you're coming to me to tell me that the Trandoshans are using human slaves that have not committed crimes and not been tried under the Imperial law, then I could help her. And perhaps I can look towards the humans that you have in your company and see if they also shouldn't be part of this little ragtag group. Basically, I'm trying to split up loyalties. If I can prove that she shouldn't be there, because she's clearly not a prisoner... Then I can go to the Empire and discuss uh, a review of all human slaves that are currently in this facility and perhaps free them. Gilnuri smirks. Oh, she has committed a terrible crime. She is one of the worst bandits I've ever met. One of the worst, most bloodthirsty criminals. Her parents are doctors. And they smuggled medical supplies to the Rebellion. And what did she do? She committed the crime of being their child. <laughs> You're lying. No, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, we shall meet. Where do you want to meet, Gao Neri Tand? I will die where so many of my brethren have. You can find me right here. Very well. I will give your dying words to your grandma. Goodbye. Pick up your weapons. <laughs> they all do so. And they are on stun. I do not want any of these deaths to be on your hands. Trandoshans are already weaponized because, of course, they have their claws. There is no stun setting on claws. But some of them also do have light blasters, which do have stun settings, as well as several of them are equipped with stun grenades. Excellent. We'll need a distraction first. We're heading towards the mines, I guess, mm -hmm. first. Yes, the Trandoshans, they are able to lead the way, and they're not able to turn off the security measures, but they make very short work of the auto turrets as, as you approach each corridor. Right before we breach the main hall, I'm going to have uh, Laris fire a shot into the distant section of the mine, way far away from us, just to shake it. Just to, uh, you know, to stabilize everything for mm -hmm. a little while to give us that moment of surprise. So we're holding on to stuff and I'm ordering Laris to fire. And when that shaking stops, we're going to go through. All right. I'm not going to make Laris roll for that. She is definitely able to. And the, the lights that were flickering, they actually black out for a minute before coming back to life. Uh, again, still flickering, but there's definitely a moment of all of you in pure darkness just shaking a bit as this whole asteroid trembles. Go. The Trandoshans are actually able to force the doors open through sheer brute strength. Yeah, so they are able to pull it open, but it's still completely dark out. The only thing they suddenly see is the red blade uh, of the lightsaber descending outwards. We are going to throw the grenades in first. All right. Let's roll these stun grenades, then. Oh, there we go. We've got a triumph. Yeah, alright. So, I'm going to say that with a triumph, there's a, a concussive blast that goes out through the room. Uh, it goes outward, so you are standing behind the Trandoshans that are throwing it in. So, you're not concussed, although you can, you know, you feel that burst of energy. Um, it's almost almost like a sound wave that goes out. And so you tell that it's happening, but it doesn't affect you. And as those lights flicker back on, you see that 
dozens of slaves have fallen to the ground. Some of them are passed out completely. Others are kind of holding their head, moaning very loudly because they can't hear themselves with the the force of the stun grenades. Uh, and in the center of it all, you see that Gelnuri Tand is still standing there, uh, but she's she's fallen to her knees with the force of the stun grenades. Great. And yeah, I'm charging in. I'm going to try to get to Galdinary Tan immediately. If I have to use a force jump, that'd be great. You may want to, because as you are running for her, there is one person who it seems was not affected by the stun grenade. And you see coming at you at a very brisk pace is somebody who is in a mining exosuit. And this is a suit that's very similar. Think Ripley and Aliens Mm -hmm. when she fights... The, the Xenomorph Queen. So it is an exoskeleton that gives you additional strength. Cool. It's used for Great. picking up and picking up ore and extraneous rocks. It just, it can give a human the strength of a Wookiee. Nice. Nice. And you see one of these people. She, it's, it's a, a woman inside of it. She now stands about eight feet tall because of the, the lifters in the bottom of the exosuit. And she is just charging at you. Each of the arms of the exosuit, you know, they're shaped again, kind of like tuning forks, actually. And, uh, you know that these are essentially blunt vibro axes. So the, the vibro axe is able to actually do a, even though they're blunted, they essentially vibrate their way through solid material, and that can include armor. Yes, I can imagine that. So you've got one running at you. You would certainly force jump over her and get to Gelnuri, but this you, you catch a, a look in this woman's eyes. She is out for blood. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. God, I don't know if the Trandoshans can really handle this. They have a couple blasters and a claw, you said? And some, they already used their concussion grenade? Yep. So I guess I'm facing off this woman, actually. Okay. I am going to charge her. All right. Give me a vigilance roll. Yes, part of me knows it should go out, go for, uh, Gal Curry Cantan, whatever, but people, it is a Ripley. You don't get to attack a Ripley often. Uh, three successes. Okay. And I'm going to roll for the Trandoshans as well. Just so that they can do things in the background. Like, fight slaves that are trying to attack yeah. them with, like, sticks and stuff. That makes sense. All right, Cassian, you go first. I'm going to attack this woman's arm. Get rid of some of these vibro axes. If you're attacking just the weapon, the Sunder rules are in play, mm-hmm. where advantages are how you damage it. Okay. Successes will be applied to the person as a whole. That sounds fine. Two purple? Yes. Throw in one black, because she definitely has armor. Two successes, one triumph. You can use that triumph to deliver a critical injury, or you could use that triumph to take out one vibroaxe. Vibroaxe. I need okay. one of them gone. So yeah, I'm going to cut one of them off. It's not cutting off her arm. It's cutting off. No, her. yeah, her arm like stops at about the elbow of the exosuit. So you can tell that there's um because the the interior of it is open, so it's the exoskeleton is just on the outside. So you can see that she has kind of a a grip in there that she can use to activate the vibroaxe and, and turn it off. Right. But that's way back at the elbow. So if you just cut off the vibroaxe, it doesn't hurt her at all. Yeah, great. I'm cutting off the vibroaxe. Okay, so one weapon is gone. And she is going to use that other one to attack. 
And she's got a triumph. Ruh-ro, we both have a little tick for tat. What'd you get me for? Let's see, for 71. So um, you lose all free maneuvers until the end of the encounter. Because you are hamstrung. This woman, she came at you and she she has uh, two threats. So what happens is you cutting off one of those vibro axes definitely throws her off balance. So she's actually going to be on her knees, but she still kind of gets you in the back of your leg with the vibro axe. And so she's going to have... You get um, one blue die for your next attack against her. You're mm-hmm. at an advantage. You're taking four damage, um, and it ignores two soak. And that's wounds, right? Yes. And I'm going to attack. Tra- the Trandoshans and Bone are going at this time, and there's just clashes happening. One advantage, one triumph, and one threat. So do you want to use that triumph to... To get rid of the other vibroax. The other vibroax, yeah, right? just cut that off. I mean, she can still charge you because it's like a couple hundred pounds worth of of mich- of metal mm-hmm. so she could definitely still grapple you essentially but you've disarmed her almost literally mm-hmm. so she's much less of a threat now but she's still standing it's still in power armor and so she is in fact going to just run at you with two successes and two advantages. Good for her, man. So, let's see. We're going to say that does she's down to just doing strain. Mm-hmm. We're going to say that the sheer weight of it is going to give her a plus three. Okay. So that's five strain damage. And you now have a setback die on your next roll. Because as I said, several hundred pounds just kind of bared right. down on so you. So this is 700 pounds that she's kind of carrying on her, but it has like a motor that's keeping it yes. running. Yes, yes. Is there any way I could figure out where to stab to shut that off? Yes, but because you don't have maneuver, you no longer have a free maneuver. Mm. So I would say you'd have to take one strain to perform the maneuver, figure out where to hit. Great. Yes, I will do that. All right. So that is going to be mechanics. One purple and one red. I'm upgrading that. One success, but three threats. So with the, you had threats? Uh, Three threats. All right. Take, take two strain. Because you were trying to like crane your neck in order to see around. Because you know, our right, power pack has and to I be in the back. I can't that, right? No, but you figured out where where that you where you can aim, so you can definitely make that attack. All right, I'm going to make that attack then. And this is now going towards. I'm trying to get um, advantages, right? Yes, essentially, because that's how you sunder. One success, one advantage. So one advantage damages it. There's smaller hands that come out of the the center. They're kind of like for finer manipulation. Mm -hmm. And they happen to be about equal with your neck Mm -hmm. or more precisely your collar. So these little mechanical hands come out. She she moves, shifts herself and they grab you by the collar and she is shoving you into the wall over and over. (sighs) Definitely succeeds. Three successes, one advantage. So that's going to be six strain. <laughs> okay, well, I can I can soak some of this. And I'm going to try again. I have three successes and two advantages. All right. The power pack begins to spark. And in fact, some of those sparks are beginning to arc over her shoulder and they, a couple of them flick against your face. Mm-hmm. They sting, but they're not causing any damage. And the... Suit is beginning to shudder and jerk, but she's still in control of it. Right. So she's still she still has a little bit left in her. 
So I'm going to give her a setback die now for her next roll against you. Thank goodness. I need it. I need all the advantages I can get. See, this is going to be four strain. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a boost die, which is one blue die for her threats. Cool. And again, I soaked most of that, so I'm going to try again. Triumph. Okay. Describe how you take out this power pack and what happens to her. I finally hook my arm around the right way and activate my lightsaber. It goes right through the power pack in such a way that every part of her system just kind of locks up. Even those arms that were around my neck kind of just open up and everything freezes. And then I just push forward with like a force push and she just falls back with a clattering of metal and lands with a large thud on the ground stuck in her uh, contraption. It's like a turtle. Yeah, absolutely. And I just, I'm just stepping over her. Again, my character, he ha- he's acting tough, but he has not killed a slave yet. I'm going to start marching towards Galnera Tand. She is locked in battle with one of the Trandoshans. She wields only a truncheon herself. Again, it's like a large wrench is what she has to, to fight. And she's going hand to hand with one of the the Trandoshans, who's, you see a, a blaster that's been discarded, looks like she beat the heck out of it. And so the Trandoshan's just going at her with its claws. They're just locked in, in battle. Even as she is fighting, she is still shouting at the, the other slaves. She seems to be giving them orders. And even though these are malnourished, underfed, terrified, outgunned slaves, they're doing what she says. Except for the human girl. You hear Gelnuri at one point yell, Celia, run. And all Celia does is duck back behind a pallet of, of ore. Celia. I'm using the force to grab her and pull her towards Castian. That's going to be an athletics role because she's going to dig her heels in as soon as she realizes what's happening. Doesn't matter. Sorry, Cecilia, but I got a triumph. Two successes and an advantage. Again, I'm using a lot of my abilities that I have, like, multiple yellows in. So you definitely start pulling her towards you, and the girl digs in her heels and is kicking up dust and dirt as she tries not to. She grabs onto a pipe that's sticking out of the wall and is trying to hold onto it as you just stand there and very calmly pulling her towards you. Since I got a triumph, she thinks I'm starting to pull her towards me. Then I step to the side, and suddenly she finds herself right in front of that door that they were spacing Trandoshans in front of. Ooh. And then I'm looking towards Gal Neri Tand. Gal Neri Tand, surrender, or you lose a friend. And suddenly that door opens slightly for a second before closing. Kind of like chompers. <laughs> and I'm just holding the girl there, glaring at her. Now, I noticed that you, you you even stated it, that you have not killed a single slave. This is not only a slave, but a 13-year-old human girl. I know. <laughs> so, I feel like I should make you roll deception rather than coercion. Absolutely. No, no. She has a chance to see through this. She should have a pretty good chance at it, because Nautilins are good against people. So, this is going to be, ooh, two red and one setback die. One success, one threat. Gelnuri shouts out to everyone, drop your weapons. And she does so herself. As soon as they drop her weapons, Galnuri tanned, 
can immediately see relief on my character's face. Like, he did not want to do it. And then almost a little bit of a panic behind his eyes as he's realizing what he's doing. As soon as she sees that relief, anger clouds her features and she begins to charge you. But that Trandoshan that she'd been locked in combat with grabs her by the the tentacles, because Nautilins have those, those tentacles on their heads, grabs her twists, obviously causing a lot of pain because these are almost as sensitive as Twi'lek Leku, mm-hmm. and just throws her down to the ground. I immediately let go of Celia and, and, and march towards the Trandoshan as he throws her to the ground. Easy, easy. I said no one dies. Ah, she deserves it. She's the ringleader. You are the reason that you lost control. She took advantage of it. You will listen to me now. Do as I say. What kind of weak human prioritizes the life of a slave who led a rebellion? Did he just call me a weak human? Yes, he did. I'm going to roll a cool. Roll me cool. Is this for initiative or are you trying to resist something? I am trying to resist. In the very beginning, Mm -hmm. that Trandoshan beat me and called me weak. Let's make that too red to resist. A despair. You rolled a despair. As soon as he calls me weak, Angela, my eyes go incredibly unfocused. I am not weak. I am not weak, you filthy creature! And suddenly, Castian just stabs. I'm going to flip a point. All right. Castian is stabbing him through the chest, not killing him, and then holding out a hand, picking him up with the force and slamming him into that door that lead that they were using the space people mm-hmm. and then just activating it. Oh. And Cassian just stares there shaking. And then he just hears all of the blasters like like that kind of cocking yep. of the blasters like they're activating. And he turns towards all of the other Trandoshans. I'm guessing they're not going to take this. No, that you you just uh, got rid of their leader. That Trandoshans don't take well to that. I am not weak. I am not weak. I am not weak. And he is. Yeah. No, he's lost it. Every. I'm very happy that every uh, about every episode now, Castian goes through a broken moment. And yeah, Castian's killing him. So how do you want to do this? Let's go back to our cinematic rules. You're going to make a roll for yourself. Too difficulty. I'm going to make a roll for the Trandoshans. And we're going to narrate out how a big fight happens. All right. What did you roll? Two successes. Two advantages. They got one advantage. To set the scene, there is a standoff happening. Castian, you are near one of the edges of this rather, you know, roughly circular room. There are slaves that are scattered throughout. Several of them are unconscious, not killed, because the other Trandoshans were following your orders, including Gelnuri Tand is still basically in the center of the room, on her knees, her tentacles are actually a little bloodied from the Trandoshan's claws sinking into her. And she is on her knees and she has these wide black eyes that are impossibly wider in fear as she realizes that she is in the presence of an Imperial agent who seems to have gone mad. And my character, he screams, he's not weak, he's not weak, to the point where the Trandoshans sort of look at each other and then he just charges almost like a blur 
One second he's there, and the next he is moving towards the first one and stabbing him through the stomach, immediately grabbing his gun and just firing uh, towards the others. Uh, and then spins around, taking the blaster uh, fire uh, from the other cre- uh, Trandoshans into this creature. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're no longer stunning at this point. Correct. Because... They, that's what I heard when I killed their leader. Them switching from stun to, oh shit, we gotta kill. Yes. My character throws off this blaster-covered dead Trandoshan, jumps up, and just goes down onto another one. And that's when the slaves start to panic, and they're running away from him. And at one point, a lot of them, not everyone, like run through the door that we wedged open, and the couple of the Trandoshans start following them to get out of this because they realize this is bad. But the door slams shut by some invisible force and you just hear the, the hiss, the fire behind these doors. The last thing you hear is the wave of a lightsaber and then you see the blade go through the door and then slowly go up and then you just hear the crumbling of a body. Cut back to Castian. He doesn't know how long it's been since the blackout, and he's just sitting in front of the door, bodies of Trandoshan surrounding him. And you've taken a couple of good hits, too. You've got a couple oh, of wounds. Yeah. Some wounds, some blaster bolts. I'm guessing Galneri Tan didn't run, since she was so panicked. Mm-hmm. And she can absolutely see this, the burnt serial numbers on his neck, and he's just staring there, breathing heavily. Gelnuri actually went to the far corner of the room where Celio still was, and she has shielded Celia physically with her body through all of this. I remain still and breathing ragged breaths for a good five, ten minutes before finally I stand up, drop my lightsaber, then pick it up. Because I can't just leave it around because I saw what happened when I lost my blaster. I hook it to my belt with shaking hands, then grab my hair and just look around. Oh, no, 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 not again, not again, not again, not again, not again. Gilnuri stands and she approaches you very cautiously. She stops and there's still a couple of yards between you. I was told there were no more of your kind. I don't even understand what she's saying. There are plenty of Imperials. That weapon was last used by the Jedi. The Jedi are long dead. Like they should be a cult that kidnap and take children away from their mothers. And does the Empire not do the same? Shut up! Shut up! What has your rebellion done for these people? The Empire found me, and they got me out of this. You did nothing. No one's ever done anything. I'm messing it up. I'm messing it all up. She's going to kneel in front of you, and she's going to attempt to use one of her talents. What's your cool, Castian? Green-yellow. There we go. She kneels down in front of you and puts a hand on your shoulder. The Empire has damaged many. The Jedi, from what I've been told, also damaged many. But, Agent, two wrongs don't make a right. And with that, she's using Inspiring Rhetoric, and you can recover to strain. I'm staring at her, tears in my eyes. The snap piffs of my lightsaber happens. For a second, 
Cecilia probably thinks the worst, but then I take hold of the arm from one of the dead Trandoshans and shove it into the grip of Galneri Tand. That will get you access to their ships. Get out of here. You were never here when I found this place. And if any of your people ever talk about what they saw here, I will take them and everyone they love, and I will put them in the darkest hole this galaxy has ever witnessed. Gelnuri does not have to be told twice. She stands up, waves to Celia, and they both run. And Castian remains standing in this massacre of Trandoshans. Then there is a quick cutscene of him dragging every Trandoshan he finds and shoving them into that waste disposal area and shooting them off into the, into space. And then it goes to like another hour of him, you know, scrubbing at everything that looks like Trandoshan blood, trying to fix everything, trying to get, if he finds us like a lightsaber slash, he's taking like a welding torch that he finds for mining and just trying to make mask it. Uh, it goes through him telling Bone to delete every bit of footage. As at one point, Laris contacts you. She's able to get a voice transmission mm-hmm. through. <phone rings> Sir, several of the Trandoshan ships are firing up their engines. What are your orders? Laris, delete all records of the Trandoshan's disembarkment immediately. That is an order. Yes, sir. Thank you. I am scrubbing this place clean of any evidence. But then I'm going to the memory core. Like, last minute after I've, like, scrubbed everything. It's been, like, two days of me scrubbing this place down of any hint of Castian. And then I download the memory core, you know, of the past shipments. As long as they don't have, like, the memory core of what happened here, like security footage. No, get rid of the security yeah, footage. That's yeah, that, that's, that, that's kept in basically a... a- temporary memory system, mm-hmm. the, the security footage, because yeah. they don't expect to need it for very much. It's more there as a threat for the slaves. Yeah. Like, we're always watching. Right. Rather mm-hmm. than something that is supposed to be kept for very long. So the central memory core is long-term information. Not anymore. They're not watching. I am scrubbing this place down, and then I am collecting the memory core and getting the hell out of Dodge. As soon as we're out of the asteroid field, I'm sending a message to Tremaine. Just a message or you want to call him? I'll call him. I'm fine. I'm fine. Inquisitor Saya, what is your report? Sorry it took so long, sir. We ran into some difficulties with the automatic defenses. It seems that there was a slave rebellion. All the Trandoshans were lost. The slaves must have used their biosignatures to take their ship and leave. Uh, However, from what I can tell, the facility is in near-perfect condition still. There is no destruction that can't be repaired. Uh, the security systems are all down. I made sure of that as well, but some of the turrets have been destroyed. Uh, all it needs is uh, new management along with more slaves. Uh, the shipments were also untouched, it seems. Tremaine wrinkles his nose a bit in size. Very well. The Empire will not be happy to know that there will be a delay in receiving those shipments as we restaff the facility, but your work will be noted. Thank you, sir. I will be returning the Coruscant, then? Yes, you shall. Thank you, sir. I'll be there in a week. You may be interested to know that the fifth and sixth brother have had success with the intelligence that you collected. Were they able to find Fulcrum? Well, no. Fulcrum continues to evade us. 
but we believe we are on the right track. I live to serve. Very good. Report to me in a week. Blair shuts down the message and I look towards her. Did you scrub all scanner data of the Trandoshans leaving the station? As you ordered, sir. I need you to scrub all information of there ever being ships there. Sir, that is going to require extensive alteration of records. It's for the Empire, the good of the Empire, I assure you. Of course, sir. Thank you. Good woman, I... Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a bone in my in my room, please. And for the next couple days, first thing I do, memory wipe the hell out of bone. Like, this, this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I try to put in some fake memories of... Kind of just building a fake reality of what happened. So if they do read him, they'll be like, oh, he rolled down this. And yeah, there was some attack. And there's a weird little glitch here. But okay, so he keeps on going down that corridor. Roll me computers. Yeah. This is going to be pretty tough. Uh, so I'm actually going to say this is three purple as and, a difficulty. And can I have a blue die since I'm taking my time doing this? Sure. Uh, two successes. All right. So I'm trying to build a... I spend a week building a fake readout of what happened there using my knowledge of computers and mechanics. I'm guessing it told me where to take the memory core when I'm done. Yes, that's going to be something that you have to do on Coruscant. So my character sits in his room after fixing Bone. It's about one more day out from Coruscant. And my character goes in the mirror, looks at his reflection, rolls his shoulders back and says, I serve the Empire. I serve the Empire. I serve the Empire. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars, Force and Destiny. Please follow Fandible on Twitter and Facebook and share this episode on social media. You can also leave a review for Fandible on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice to help others find us and enjoy games like this one. You can also be found on Patreon if you wish to make a monthly donation that helps us keep our equipment up to date and travel to gaming conventions to meet listeners like you. But most importantly, always remember, may the Force be with you.